0: The spiritual part is like the deep healing of where you yourself are holding yourself back to achieving the things you do desire and what healing needs to be done there with your fears and your wounds. And so when I started my spiritual journey, I actually took a pause in my business because I think I was just meant to. It's really interesting because I didn't get any clients, nothing was coming my way. And Annie at that time told me, she's like, this is what you're gonna be teaching, but you have to go through it or else you'll be considered a fraud. All
1: mystics have a story of how they found their spiritual calling and how they continue to deepen their own spirituality and connection to the universe. Let us hear their stories so that we may be inspired to continue ours. Awakening Stories. Hi, Mystics. Sarah Ray here. Thank you for joining me again for another installment of Awakening Stories. Today, I'm joined by a spiritual life coach who specializes in tarot and oracle readings and human design readings, which is something I'm not very familiar with, so I would love to learn more about that. Uh, she has such a positive and glowing energy. I've been looking forward to connecting with her more deeply for a while now. We've met like a week and a half ago or so, and I can't wait to talk to you Morse. And today is 11.11 that we're recording this, so it's a very magical time to be doing this. And she's got a lot of 333 magic coming up here very soon in her work, so we're going to hear more about that as well. So please joining join me in welcoming Julie from Julie's Unknown. Hi, Julie. Hi, <laughs> Sarah. How are you today? Uh, how are you today? Wow, words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. So uh, yes, you are a life coach, which is exciting. because I'm hoping to be going in that direction very soon myself. So mm-hmm. and I would love to know, how did your personal journey into discovering your special brand of
0: spirituality actually begin? So really interesting. I did my life coaching certificate before I began my spiritual journey. And I did it because it was, you know, I was always a goal getter and like creating goals and the vision and what do I, what kind of life do I want to have? So I had all that. And when I started my spiritual journey, it started off, I saw this course on manifestation. And I was like, what is this word manifestation? What does it mean to manifest? I've never heard of this. And uh, the way the coaches who were running this uh, course, they really made it sound like you just, you know, put something out there that you desire in your life and you can have it like, it is possible. And so it was a different approach to goal setting and creating a step-by-step process to getting those goals done it was more putting it out there to the universe and using that terminology which at that time I didn't and trusting that it's going to come into fruition and that you will get the little i guess breadcrumbs from the universe to take the steps to to achieve what you desire and at that time I had put a uh, in terms of like my business there was like a business goal and then there was like a love goal like i desired a relationship and so a couple months go by nothing was really happening but there was one day that i had this like out of nowhere i wanted to go see a psychic reader in vancouver and at that time i was living in whistler which was about two hours away so i drive down into the city and I did a walk in. So she had her own brick and mortar, and I literally walked in and I asked her if she had a spot. And she's like, Yeah, I could take you in 10 minutes. Perfect. So I go grab a coffee. I come back. I go in, and she had me hold a crystal, pulled some cards. And then the first thing she told me was, You give a lot to people. And you don't receive that back in the same way, which hit home because I was like, "Whoa, that just got like super deep, super fast." And it was the first thing she said. And then the session. There's a lot of things that brought brought up in the session, but then she told me that my heart chakra was blocked, and then that's why I haven't, it, like, haven't found a person that I'm meant to be with because I was blocking myself from like receiving and that I was stuck in this cycle and this pattern that I couldn't get out of. And at that time, I didn't know what chakras were. I had heard them in the yoga world because I had been practicing yoga for a really long time, but didn't really understand what they were. And that evening I did a yoga class on the beach and the yoga teacher had us come closer to the stage and we started chanting yam. And I realized it was very difficult for me to say it. And then I started crying and I didn't understand why I was crying. And so that evening I drove the two hours back home to Whistler, crying the entire way, didn't understand what was happening. And then I started Googling, you know, how to open the heart chakra. And they said, like Google said, that the sound for the heart chakra is yum. And then that just all clicked and connected and it was super powerful and but then i was overwhelmed i was overwhelmed i didn't know i was like where do i begin what do i do what does this mean like even the uh psychic reader had said that i'm an old soul and i'm very spiritual and i'm like well uh, where do how do i start and so there was a spiritual shop in whistler uh, that i walked into and i spoke to a girl at work there And I just told her what happened. I was like, where do I begin? And so she gave me uh, the book on chakras. She's like, start here. It was this book on chakras uh, by Anodith Judith, I believe. That's a great one. It is. Mm -hmm. And she's like, start here. She's like, just read this book. And then she's like, why don't you schedule a reading with one of our spiritual guides here that Work for us. So I felt called to signing up with uh, one woman named Annie and her session was really powerful because she actually gave me some tools versus the other one was just like here's all the information but no next step. And so Annie gave me some tools and then I started working with her one-on-one as my spiritual mentor, to guide me through my spiritual journey. Because it's definitely confusing. It's definitely overwhelming, especially once you start going through dark nights of the soul and doing some really deep shadow work. Mm -hmm. And you don't understand why you're going through what you're going through. So having someone there that can guide you through that, giving you tools to help you through the process, but also diving deep with you, right? To really uncover what's there subconsciously. And so I worked with Annie, I believe for a solid year. Wow. Until then I kind of was like, it was almost my spirit guides moved me towards like moving away from her and being like, okay, now it's time for you to go on your own for a bit. And so I have been on my own, doing shadow work by myself for about 10 months now yeah yeah So that's that's my journey but yeah. comes and goes right as we all know it doesn't it's not your whole life like it's not all the time it's comes in sections so there's those times where i wasn't like in the summer i didn't do much shadow work because i was like yeah, it's summer i'm fun
1: Right. Definitely comes and goes in stages where, like, like for me, I feel as though my spiritual awakening has been kind of my whole life, but it's not like every moment of every day is shadow work. You know, there's definitely valleys and peaks for sure. Yeah. You know, I visited a psychic as well that kind of kickstarted the next phase of my own spiritual journey. It's, it's insane how the help of other people really makes such a difference and they can really catapult you into the next phase of life. And at this point you were already a life coach. So you already understood that that was a huge factor in people's journeys. So how did, did you decide like, okay, now it's time to take what I've learned and help other people as well?
0: Yes. And so that is basically what I have done, but I didn't happen overnight oh, because course. when I was a life, like when I was a life coach, then it was a lot about, everything outside of you, right? The goals Mm -hmm. and the visions and what are the steps to get there and the accountability and not saying that any of that is bad. It's amazing. But the spiritual part is like the deep healing of where you yourself are holding yourself back to achieving the things you do desire and what healing needs to be done there with your fears and your wounds. And so, when I started my spiritual journey, I actually took a pause in my business because I think I was just meant to. It's really interesting because I didn't get any clients. Nothing was coming my way. And Annie at that time told me, she's like, this is what you're going to be teaching, but you have to go through it or else you'll be considered a fraud. No, I don't want that. No, <laughs> don't want that. And so... Going through it, and as I was going through my spiritual journey, I was also unclear with what I wanted my coaching business to look like,
1: mm. who
0: my ideal client was. Everything was a blur, so I knew that I just needed to trust the process and go through it. And at that time, I was working at a restaurant, so it was not like I had to worry about like income or paying the bills, and so being able to go through that and it was only it was actually October 2020 when I at when I got clarity it was basically it happened all at the same time I jumped went full time in my business without picking up another job actually only having my savings. I don't recommend this to everybody. This was what I was, my guides told me to do. So just kind of saying this is not like something that you have to do if you are a coach. Uh, but it was what I was guided to do that I actually didn't have any clients and I made the job. And that was when I got clarity of what my business was gonna look like and that's a spirituality combination with the life coach and since then it has it evolved and grown because i've grown and i've learned new things about myself i truly understand shadow work on so many different levels and incorporating human design into my life at first i lived started living by my human design before offering readings and it was the same thing with tarot like i was doing tarot a lot for myself and for friends before somebody once told me was like, you're really good at this. (laughs) You should do this. I'm like, okay, I guess I will. And so there's always this process in my coaching that I make sure that I do it first, make sure I put it into practice and that I understand what it is. And so then I can teach it to everybody else. That's fantastic. That definitely is what makes a good teacher because you can certainly pass
1: along things that you might know of or like, oh, I heard this might work. Maybe try that. Uh, And that might work for some coaches, but I love how you just, you understand your modalities and that's why you're able to have such success with your clients.
0: It's really great. It's fantastic. It is. It is. And just, I love seeing them like just you know, kind of like makeshifts in their lives, and it's like, oh, yay! Like that's amazing! Like yeah, little small wins. And I'm like, oh, love yes,
1: it. the small wins add up for sure. And and I think when people are going through an intense awakening, they're going through the di- the dark night of the soul, and they're doing all this shadow work, and they they see that there's another side, but they they think that that's the win. But all of these little tiny wins, even the smallest little bits of gratitude, make all the difference in those times in your life. So that's why I wanted to start this series and hear from people like you who have gone through that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. And I agree. That's one thing in my coaching that there's, I have like three different containers in my coaching. I do like spiritual coaching, life and spiritual coaching Then I do a shadow coaching, shadow work coaching. And then I also do a uh, business coaching, but for new entrepreneurs, like just, just starting. And so the shadow coaching, I always tell my clients and potential clients that it's not all heavy all the time, because I know that that's a lot. I know that sometimes you can really get into these points of depression and psychosis, and there's just a lot of things happening and you can feel things physically like the physical symptoms of going through shadow work as well is a lot so i like to add some funness to it of like throwing in like desires like you know and manifestations throwing in some like you know maybe buy yourself some like crystals or tarot cards that you feel connected to because those things are fun and it connects us to our spirit guides and ancestors and For me, that is when I find it's like the really like when you're going through the really tough shit that that's when I pull cards and I'm like, okay, like, give me some good news or give me something like, let me know, am I doing the right thing? Like what's going on? And it's this reassurance that it's like, you're okay, you'll be fine. And tapping back into that, trusting the universe and abundance and then something amazing can happen the next day, even if it's something small of somebody buying you a coffee. Mm -hmm. It's still amazing. So I like kind of incorporating that with the shadow work because shadow work is so heavy. Mm -hmm. And using celebrations, like, you know, if you've had a really heavy day, go buy yourself a coffee or go buy yourself a little bottle of wine and have a glass and enjoy it because you're doing this work and this work is what is elevating you to a higher version of yourself. And once you get on the other side, you understand why you went through this work.
1: Absolutely, that's definitely hard to see in hindsight, or it's easier to see in hindsight not when you're in the thick of it, which is something that I talk a lot about on my channel, and with a lot, that's a really common theme that's coming up in all the spirit, uh, the Awakening story series, is that while they were in it, it's they're like, oh my god, this is really hard and it's really heavy, but then they come out on the other side, they've done all the work, they're reaping the benefits, and they're able to look back and be like, wow, you know, I mean, overall, that wasn't the hardest thing I've ever gone through, or maybe even if it was, it was totally worth it. And I really like how you said that you try to make things like fun and maybe more lighthearted, especially when doing shadow work, because that is really good. And I try not to take everything so seriously, because um, the topics that we talk about are their heavy stuff. I mean, we're talking about the spiritual evolution of the planet here. Like we're talking about revisiting things that you buried and a lot of heavy personal growth stuff. But doesn't mean we can't have fun and spirit guides have a sense of humor like a lot of people don't realize that spirit is funny and they say funny things like they're people don't understand that until they start they start talking with them
0: they're my like I don't know about yours but mine are sarcastic and so oh, yeah. annoyingly poetic and I don't like when they're annoying <laughs> like I want the answer I want the clear like answer not this like you know like poetic thing that doesn't make sense and you're just like what they're like <laughs> oh do
1: you know well let me tell you this <laughs> yeah no that's funny especially when it's not necessarily spirit guides but like spirits or people that I knew that are now on the, the side and they're like still themselves and I'm like wow you are you would be an a-hole about those things <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah it, it is definitely easy to take it too seriously so working in that fun is something I try to do anyway, but.
0: Yeah, and we all try to do, and the other thing is that it's also working in that fun, but also being able to hold the lows.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a balance for sure, like constantly going like this. It makes it easier to be in the lows and appreciate the lows, even though that sounds a little weird to someone who might be in a low right now, like to really respect where you are in order to keep going, going forward.
0: Yeah, exactly. And now being in Scorpio season, the theme is, I know on the collective, a lot of people that I'm surrounded by, uh, we're all going through shadow work right now. I know I'm going through mine. I feel like now I'm kind of coming out of it slowly, but we'll see what the weekend brings because sometimes it's like you feel okay for a few days and then it's like, oh, boom, back the triggers and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: my God. The, the triggers are what make it really hard because just like what you just said, like you think you're doing really well, but then you're like, oh, I s- I'm still dealing with this clearly because I couldn't deal with that so but that's okay that's I mean it's there for the better it's not there to bring you down although that might happen it's meant to make you g- grow and evolve
0: exactly exactly and that is and it's interesting because once you recognize the wound once you recognize the wound and you see where it came from especially if you start going back like going back back to childhood and then you start the healing process. Those triggers down the road are not as like intense. Like they will still sometimes like happen at a whisper because sometimes it's, you know, it's just something that you're just going to carry for the rest of your life. And then there's other things that are going to go away. It's hard to tell which one is which, but they become a whisper. It's not as intense. Like I remember, one big trigger I used to have that I, I I healed now was when I would launch. Every time I would launch something new, the minute I launched and got offline, like I was excited during the launch, during the live, then I would get offline and I was like, "Oh, nobody's gonna buy." Uh, Nobody wants my program like into this like complete spiral of negative thinking and that, you know, like nobody showed up on my live, So that means nobody wants what I'm offering. Like nobody cares about me. And it was such a loud and I, and I didn't even give it a chance. Like it was like literally the minute I closed the video and my mind just went into that negative thinking and that's tying into that lack of self-worth and not feeling worthy as a coach. And So that is like, that is something I had to heal. And that worthiness comes from, well, one, it's something that is part of my human design, which we will dive into shortly. Uh, But it is also from experience as a kid and what I've experienced in my childhood and always had that feeling of like that I wasn't enough or that I wasn't worthy because I didn't have many friends. And one of the stories that kind of had surfaced to heal was my grade one birthday party. I invited my entire class and nobody showed up. So that repeats. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the moment that in that moment, I told myself that I was unworthy of friends. And so that unworthiness not only surfaced in friendships, but it surfaced in relationships and surfaced in work life, like even working so hard for my employers to prove to them that I was worthy because I didn't myself believe I was worthy. And then fast forward to my business when I would do launches. And so finding the root of it and slowly healing that, that now when I do a launch, I get off and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, it's kind of a little bit there, like, but it's not as loud. And it's kind of like, I can put it aside. I can put it aside and move on and trust that whoever's meant to come in my world will come in my world. Absolutely. That trust is huge because it's also trust in the universe too. And that's what you
1: just explained there is just a facet of manifesting where you do your work and now is the time for the universe to do your work and they'll it'll move mountains to get people to connect that are meant to connect yeah i i hear you about the triggers being more quiet than they were before i've experienced that as well and it, it's interesting to look back and be like, wow, two years ago, that would have really messed me up for like two days. But look at me now. I'm, I'm totally fine now. And like, for example, this isn't quite the same as your story, but I'm a really bad hemophobic. I hate blood. I don't do guts and stuff very well at all. Ugh. I don't even like to think about it, but I'm so much better than I used to be. Like I used, like I used to not even be able to like look at my own blood, but now I, now I'm much better and things don't immediately gross me out and make me want to like run away panicking at, as bad as it used to be. So it's, so there was that still that wound there for a bad pun, unintended bad pun <laughs> that was causing some a trigger that I didn't like, and it was causing a phobia that I've gotten so much better at now. So, yeah, phobias and shadow work and triggers and all this other kind of all something that we're all meant to work through. They're not meant to be
0: there. You're not supposed to hate that thing forever. You're not supposed to feel unworthy forever no orange. well you do not because we're dark and light we're dark and light beings and we're meant to to balance and to balance both right it's Absolutely. like you you can't have dark without light and vice versa it just doesn't exist so it's like for anyone who's always like happy or high like you know what i mean high vibe if right. so to speak it's like Okay, but are you really? Because there is the lower energies, there is the low vibe, and that does exist. And it's how do we handle that? How do we do we ignore it? Because if we ignore it, then then eventually we're gonna come to a wall. Absolutely. And that's
1: what we call toxic positivity. <laughs> we're not about that. <laughs> that does nothing. I think it might help a little bit in the beginning. Like if you're really, really in a low rut, like just maybe. Every time you think of negative thought, just turn around to a positive thought. That might help kind of get you out of that rut, right? But you don't, you can't stay down that. You can't. That's not maintainable. But yeah, and the same goes with people in a really, really low rut. Like, are you really low? Or is there something that you could do? Or are you doing everything that you can? And, and the people who are in a really high rut, I guess, for lack of a better word, are you repressing things? Are you freezing to look at things? So there's, like you said, the light and dark, and that's exactly why... Uh, the dark night of the soul doesn't last forever and there's peaks and valleys and it's your spiritual awakening is not plateaued by any means it's always changing
0: it is it's and that was the one of the biggest lessons well not biggest i wouldn't say the biggest but it was definitely like a, a major moment of when i first started the healing in my spiritual journey i thought that It had to, like, I had to heal everything to get the guy. I had to heal everything to have a successful business. Mm -hmm. And being on this journey now for, well, we're going two years. And that's false because (laughs) that's a bunch of bullshit. And that was like my, that was my narrative that I told myself. It was not something that I saw somewhere else. It was something that I thought I needed to be this perfect human being to get the things I desire. And I realize that's not the case. And it's really funny because right now I, I like I started seeing someone and I'm getting triggered and I'm riding the lows as much as riding the highs. And I'm going through my own dark night of soul shadow work at the same time, but I met someone and it's made me realize like, hey, I don't need to have it all figured out. The key thing is, am I speaking my truth? Mm-hmm. Am I holding my lows? Am I not projecting onto the other person?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a big one.
0: It's a big one yeah, and and how am I navigating how am I navigating this situation and by just doing those things with the triggers like the speaking my truth, holding my triggers, even though like last week I thought I was like gonna freaking lose it this week, I feel a little bit better because. I was able to give space to those lows, and I did not project that onto the other person at all. And so, no, I'm not perfect. Yes, I'm going through a crazy shadow work time, but hey, I just started dating someone new. <laughs> like- well, congratulations! That's fantastic. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and the thing is, is that that wouldn't have happened if you weren't ready for it. If you weren't a vibrational match for that. So, I, I mean, I, I don't want to assume your experience, but I do was. Zoom a little bit since you've gone through your uh, at least a phase of your spiritual awakening or your shadow work that this is a different situation that you've been in before you're not repeating as many old patterns
0: which is proof that things are the vibe is changing exactly. is that true it is well because yeah. at first this was going to be a pattern i was going to repeat and that was when i started seeing the pattern happening oh. and i just kind of started realizing okay like what energetically do i need to do like What can I shift um, like energetically, but like physically, like just I was trying to see of how can I break this pattern with all the work I've done? Because my pattern with guys for the longest time, this is connected with the worthiness aspect uh, is I would meet a guy first week goes really well. And then second week, they're messaging me less and less by the third week, less and less. And then that's how I get triggered, thinking they're not interested or they met someone else. And then I freak out and self-sabotage. So each time I've reacted differently because I was trying to figure out like, well, last time I did this and it didn't work. So but that but I wasn't healing. I wasn't Mm -hmm. healing. I was still projecting my triggers so, and then it would end it, it would end whether I spoke my truth, whether I didn't speak my truth, whether, whatever I decided to do because I didn't heal. I was still projecting. So it ended every time. And this time I was not projecting and I was trying to hold the triggers instead of freaking out. And just it was literally like I felt I was just clutching on a roller coaster ride and I was just praying for dear life that I was gonna be okay (laughs) (laughs) for the past two weeks this week is a little bit better but the past two weeks I was just like oh my god and so by hold like just holding those triggers as uncomfortable and as shitty as it was like I'm not I'm not gonna sugarcoat it it was shit Because I went in my mind, right? Like, what if he doesn't like me? He's not messaging me as much anymore. Like, is he not interested? And or did he start seeing someone else? Like all these thoughts going in my head and I just held them. Like, I just held them. And but I did also speak my truth. But in a way, like when I did see him after that, it was in a way of, hey, like, are you still interested? And also, can we not go this long without seeing each other? Right, right. Something small to just kind of like, get like, not being like, hey, what's going on? Like, not (laughs) projecting, right? It's more like, okay, here's the truth because I want to know where you're at, but I don't want to project my triggers onto you. But also at the same time, like, are you interested? At the same time, Do you want to hang out with me? Because if you don't, that's cool. But like, let's just get that. Like, like, let's start building that communication up.
1: That's the best way and best time to start is within the first couple of weeks. It's harder to do when it's already established.
0: Yeah. 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 So this is kind of just to show everybody of like an example of like literally universe giving what you desire and you're at a place where you don't have it all figured out. You're at a place where you are going through shadow work. You're a place where, like, everything feels chaotic. Because it was not only this I've been going through, I've been also dealing with other shadow work. My, apparently, my sole contract decided to give me everything all at once for this Scorpio season. That means you were ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was not only that, I've been dealing with a lot of other stuff on the side. So it was just... It kind of like it was all at once it was very overwhelming but here it is like the thing like a thing i desired come into my life where is it gonna go i have no idea like i, mean, I can't tell the future none of us can um i mean i do believe there are some practitioners that can as it's, it's so relative you know it changes so, exactly and yeah. there's also free will
1: absolutely yeah absolutely
0: and so it's just showcasing that yeah you can get the things you desire like if you desire to make an income like a income goal for your business you can still have that while you're doing shadow work while you haven't fully figured it out or healed everything you can still have those things and that was what the spiritual journey like one of the biggest lessons I've learned from it because I thought really I had to have it all figured out, all healed before I can attract the things I desire.
1: That's a really important lesson to learn
0: because if you did get it
1: all figured out, I mean, first off, what would the fun be in life anymore, right? <laughs> and then if you if you truly did have it all figured out, your soul wouldn't be incarnating here. Again, they would just, they would go to Andromeda next or something, or maybe they would become someone else's guide. Like you truly don't figure it all out until you've reached a certain level of evolution for your soul, reaches reaches a certain level of evolution. And I don't know. I just, it's such a, it's such a hindrance, that perfectionism, that mindset that a lot of people have, but it's not just specifically in spirituality, but in everything, like in a more material way, people say, oh, I can't start my business until I have it all figured out, well, like, what does that mean? Like, do you, of course, planning is important. You know, you do, like you've mentioned this whole time, like you have to have the foundation, essentially. You need to know what needs to change, what needs to happen. You need to have your business plan, but eventually you just gotta go and you just gotta kind of wing it at some point. I, yeah. And I, tr- I truly believe that
0: that is how you move forward because you can't wait for perfect circumstances because it'll never be perfect. And I think that was what I was waiting for the longest time with my business before jumping in full time. I was waiting for the moment where I had the clients, like I had like a steady group of clients while working my, you know, other server job. And then I can make that transition with ease and not saying that that is not possible. Like I have heard of many entrepreneurs and creatives and coaches that have done it that route and it's worked for them but I was waiting for that. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for it and it wasn't happening. And I think it was because I was waiting for it. Right. Waiting. You put yourself in that waiting energy and then you're not really moving. Right. That's anti manifesting. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And yeah, then I just made the jump and to say like the beginning, the beginning, nothing was happening. But I had my savings and I knew I was going to be supported by the universe and then I trusted the universe so no matter what, even after my savings ran out, the universe provided me other, like, other abundance, other money into my world to make sure that I'm provided for, that I have a roof over my head and that I have food and that I'm okay and that is to say that once you've opened up that abundance like and you've worked on your lack and I'm still working on my lack like I said the work doesn't stop mm-hmm. it's you realize that you are supported no matter what and that money doesn't necessarily have to come from your clients right that's so
1: huge in, in abundance manifesting specifically you can obviously manifest whatever you want but when it comes to abundance that People don't realize that how many different avenues it can take. Like it can take, you know, um, your parents randomly showing up with you know three hundred dollars worth of groceries. It can show as somebody offering to buy you dinner tonight, or like with food specifically. You can really it. It's a great discount at the grocery store. It's it's a someone gives you a random gift card. You find fifty dollars you didn't know you had. Like there's so many different ways it can come to you, and it's it's the beauty of the universe, really.
0: It is. It is. And I've experienced that uh, this week, twice, actually. Oh, really? My um, French press coffee uh, cracked. And oh. here in uh, Tofino, where I live, we have this uh, Facebook group uh, called Community Gift Giving. So basically, you go on there. And if you have something to give, it could be whatever you have fly in your house It. And somebody else needs it, then you, you give it to them. And vice versa, if you're looking for something, you put a post saying you're looking to receive said item. Does anybody have one lying around? So, and it was literally that day I posted receive coffee machine or French press, whatever you got. I, I need to make my coffee in the morning. <laughs> and literally instantly, I've had two responses on there. Like one person saying, I have a French press and another say, I have a coffee unit. And I'm like, wow, okay, that was fast. And I also <laughs> let go of the expectation, right? I put it up there. I'm like, well, if nobody responds to that, then I'll just go buy one, right? Right. And so it's also releasing, releasing the attachment to it as well. But that just happened like that. And then the other day, yesterday, actually I went to go get some groceries and I got some olives, but it was the ones that you like, kind of like you put it in yourself. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then they weigh it at the cash register. So the cash register person must have entered the wrong code because there's no way. Like it was a small container, but the olives were 10 cents. (laughs) That's so awesome. There's no way those were 10 cents. Like the 10 cents price, that's like 30 years ago. Prices on right. (laughs) You know, I have several
1: experiences with, cash register is like going wonky and the store just being like, it's fine. And I'm just like, oh, abundance. And I also have a, I manifested a coffee maker too once where um, my husband and I had just moved across the country, like a thousand miles and our coffee maker didn't survive. And i was so sad. And I was like, you know, I just really want to get a coffee maker that has a reusable filter. I'm sick of these stupid paper filters, but I'm like, eh, you know, I'm just, We'll buy one next week, maybe. You know, Things are kind of chaotic right now. Here comes my mother-in-law. I had this extra coffee maker. Here you go. And it even had a reusable filter. And I was like, abundance. I don't believe in coincidences or randomness. And I was like, that's so cool. Like I just randomly said that that's what I wanted. Yeah. There it came. Because yeah. coffee is yes, very important. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know we're running up on time here, but I do have one question that I like to ask all the women that come on to Awakening Stories. And that is... What would you tell your younger self about your
0: spiritual journey? Oh, be patient. Be patient and don't take life too seriously. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: We've mentioned those earlier. Both those things are very important. And I struggle with both of those. So I hear (laughs) you. I I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was really interesting. Human design is fascinating. I hope that was helpful for people who are currently on their spiritual journey. I hope it, um, sheds some light on where they currently are. So, and I know you have some cool offerings coming up this month, so take it away and tell us all about it.
0: Yeah. So this month, November is my 33rd birthday month and number 33 being, well, one very spiritual on so many levels. Um, There's the three, the number three itself, right? Um, And so I decided to make that a theme and I kind of use it as like kind of launching like another section of my business. So I'm using this month who showcase my three services and in those three services there's three containers and I basically go live on the the number that has the number three so I went live on November 3rd the next time I'm going to go is November 13th and then November 23rd and I talk about each of these services so the one on November 3rd which is still on on um, Instagram is about my one-to-one coaching And then on November 13th, I'm going live. I'm talking about my human design offerings, uh, which include the readings and the embodiment. And then 23rd is when I'm going to talk about my tarot readings and what those three containers look like. And so I go live at 3.33 p.m. Pacific time. So it's all about the number threes. And then uh, there is going to be for the human design and tarot reading, there will be because there will be a little discount. There was a discount for the one-to-one coaching, but it has expired because once again, it's all with the number threes. So discount is only applicable for three days, three hours and 33 minutes. So if you are watching this um, in the time frame, then definitely go check out those lives because those are like fun little discounts that I want to offer um, to you all. And yeah. It's like all, all about the threes. It's filled with magic. I, you know, I do that a
1: lot with twos, two, 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 like Ooh. sometimes I'll be like editing videos and I'll be like, Oh, I'll just make this two, two, two. And like, it's just, yeah, I do the same thing, but it's that's not awesome. nearly as cool as offering discounts on coaching because that's a sweet deal. Yeah. <laughs> That is a sweet deal. (laughs) Okay. So we got your at here at the bottom. So if you're listening to this, we got at Julie's unknown, which is your Instagram handle. And that is where you could get into her world and find those awesome coaching discounts and all the lives that I assume are still there and will be once this comes out as well. And I'm sure you take messages too. And it's been a pleasure chatting with you about all this amazing
0: stuff. Amazing, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so glad that we got to connect with Clubhouse and I can't wait to connect and collab with you in the future, yes. because yes. I feel like this was so much fun. It was such a fluid conversation and I would love to continue this. Wish granted. <laughs> thank you so much, Julie, I appreciate it. Thank you.